Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking or we're going to be revealing our Kiko Sports team of the week from the weekend's action. We had four games um, of Gaelic football on Kingsman Refney at the weekend, and we'll be also revealing our Cavan Crystal Hotel player of the week and our DT1 menswear top scorer of the week. So, loads to get through. As always, Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt, joins me. Paul, even though it was only four games, um, and, our, and the game rugby, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, games of football, just R- to clarify. R- rugby football, rugby football, depending on yeah where you you come from in the world. I think in America they call it rugby football, do they? Yeah, well, isn't isn't it the IRFU is the Irish Rugby Football Union, so it is a form of football. Okay, yeah, okay, we call it rugby football. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into how much you enjoyed it. Do you know what? Can we get into it a little bit? Yeah. Just very quickly. Your piece in, in the Celt this week I thought was excellent, by the way. Um, Thanks. I thought the, um, the 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 description of the Ulster rugby players' hindquarters <laughs> was quite beautiful. Yeah, what, I, what I said was that, see, when I parked the car, uh, I parked over near the, the new polo grounds in that sort of overflow car park, and some of the rugby players were coming in from the warm-up. And I said it felt like, you know, when you're driving on a country road and you come around a corner and, and there's there's cattle on the road and you just have to kill the engine and hope they don't they don't bang up against your car or whatever. <laughs> but I it was tongue in cheek, like I said I said uh, some of our hindquarters were very impressive, they'd have won a prize in the Virginia show. But it was just tongue in cheek. But I did have uh, uh, a reader um ringing this morning and he wasn't one bit happy about that. With that reference? Yeah, yeah, he said it was, oh. he said it was insulting and I said, Well, Know. I'll tell you what if I had the hind quarter of a cow I'd, I, I know I'd have done some work in the gym boy <laughs> absolutely you know I, mean? Like, I mean there's lads there's lads paying big money to, to get that kind damn, of damn right I did say that there were great specimens which they were like there were big strong brutes of fellas but uh, yeah look the game look the game itself was terrible but I'm not saying that as a, as a before <laughs> any rugby person now uh, spits out from their hip flask I'm not saying that rugby is a terrible game, but it was a friendly. Yeah, with, with very much understrength teams. Yeah, and the only one was Stockdale. Um, he's going to be called up to the World Cup panel, it looks like now, but it was a friendly, so we've seen a load of bad Gaelic games on that pitch in the last few months, so it's not a, it's not a football fan sticking his head in the air and, and turning his nose up. Do you know what I like, though, about what you pointed out, which I thought, and, it, and it's something, so I was at Aussie Rules game this summer, which was a terrible game. The game was absolutely brutal. But I came away from the occasion thinking, oh, that, that was still worth my while. I enjoyed that. And you said in the piece about the, the, the razzmatazz kind of around the event 
that they made it into something like that I, I think that that's where we we nearly I don't know is it that we're so so wedded to the idea that the game is is the only thing that can entertain you that we don't want to try anything else to to add to it a little bit you know mm. I th- I think if if you created everything else around it is going to be entertainment and so therefore even if it's a bad game you'll come away still worth thinking well it was well worth me 20 euros yeah 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 it's a day, it's a day out as well like yeah I agree with you and you know I I say that a lot with handball like we have to improve the spectator experience and yeah. you know a bar is a big thing like you know, it's, it's it'd be nice to have a bar at, at, at Yeti matches. It does add to the experience of Croker. If if you're not invested in, you know, you're going to an All Ireland final or something, it's nice to have a couple of pints there as well. But if it's your own team, maybe it's different. We were in the press area, but you know, mm. for, for for cabin fans going to Crow Park for a big game, if we get there, you know, I don't think you'd need the bar. It's still going to be a, yeah. a massive occasion for you. But for the neutrals, yeah, I I. I, I I thought it was interesting to see the way rugby do their business. Like um, the announcer really added some razzmatazz to it, and you know, the fans, young fans, greeting the players out onto the pitch. Uh, a lot of flags in the crowd, which mm. that's got that's died off in the year. And immediately the image I recall when 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 you said about the flags dying off at our health and safety or for whatever reason, all I could think of was again going back to that that era we always thought about ninety seven. And you look around Clonus and you're going, There's so many blue and white flags. I want the blue and white flag. Yeah. Like you felt you felt awkward if you weren't waving a blue and white flag. Oh completely. Places. Completely. But well, yeah. I think it must have been a health and safety thing. Now, the, the I old don't think so, because they're still for sale. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fashion that's died off for one reason or another now. But in terms of, of the actual rugby game, like I had to choose my words carefully on my piece because I didn't want to record a rat of of the rugby hordes, nor did I want to look backward or nar- narrow minded or anything. But I would question uh, some aspects of cabin hosting that game, um, more principally the timing of it. Like I felt that it was a risk bordering on the reckless to to host that game at the time that we did. Mm-hmm. Now this has been a very wet year, as we all know. That pitch has been in really bad shape because of the weather. There's games, a lot of games have to be played in that field. There was an underage final played on last night. In fairness, they do try to to play as many underage finals as they can, which is a great a great thing to do. But Considering the weather we, we've had, now this has been in the pipeline for a few months, so they weren't to know what the weather was going to be, but I I thought it was risky. And imagine if the pitch had been caught up and it had an adverse effect on on the two biggest football matches played there, club football matches played there this year, to date. It would have been a catastrophe. So the other the other thing is also, and I, I, I'm certainly running the risk of sounding narrow-minded here, uh, the question was put to me, what what is in it for us? And I thought it was a good question because the answer, when I talked to, to a few people, the answer I was given was, it was great for the tyrant, it was a great buzz, great for the tyrant, but it's not the job of the GEA to be all things to all men. It's not the job of the GEA to line the coffers of local business. Now, I know you get a certain amount of that back and you get an awful lot of goodwill. And I certainly think that sport is a unifier if we're to look at, um, not to get into politics or anything, but if we're going to have United Ireland or whatever down the line, you know, all communities need to come together and sport is a way of doing that. So fair play to Cavan from that point of view, yeah. particularly bringing in Ulster, which we know a lot of their supporters come from a different tradition to where a lot of the Cavan supporters come from. So that that was good, but like, there's a lot of air, areas that I would think that we, we in Cavan should be putting our resources into before we put it into, into what well, was essentially a shop window for, for a rival sport. Like at halftime, we saw loads of kids out on the field playing an exhibition game of rugby. Cavan kids and 
rugby is a competing sport, and we can we can say well football still has the, the stranglehold on on hearts and minds in Cavan and so on. But rugby is booming, and you know it's it's ubiquitous. It's been boom, beamed into our TVs. It's everywhere. It's on every billboard in Ireland. The national team are doing brilliantly. Mm. Um, kids are impressionable. I wonder, like now, someone said to me that on Sunday I didn't see this. Someone said to me on Sunday, and he swore this that there were kids out with a rugby ball. Well, I think I think he said it was a football, but they were playing rugby. They were running up, flinging the ball Johnny Sexton style out to the side. Now, that was a really neat metaphor, but I stayed away from it because I didn't witness it myself. But yeah. I don't think I don't think one rugby game spells the end of of the Gaelic football tradition in Cavan or anything like that. But it's just I would have thought that. Uh, the priority, first and foremost, is the promotion of the codes of the GA itself. And the county board would probably say, well, we do promote them. And I would say, we, we probably need to promote them better because we're not excelling in any of them. Yeah. Like, like we are the, we are the, one of the worst hoarding counties in Ireland, and that's no fault of the people who are involved in hoarding in Cavan. And but, we've got better. And we've got better, like, and there's a big effort going in there. But we are one of the weakest hoarding counties in Ireland. And, you know, I would say it sticks in the craw of hoarding people to see... Uh, that going on the other thing is on the pitch uh, county team managers of which you might know one or two in your time yeah. they're annoyed because access to the pitch is, is very hard, hard to get a lot of the time and you know it probably it probably probably pisses you off a bit to see uh, see a rugby match be played there when you couldn't have the field at different times for your team you know yeah you're, you're trying to prepare an under 20 team for example for an Ulster championship game which is meant to be a home game and in reality, you've been on the field three times in total that year. You know, that that makes it very difficult to call that home advantage. Mm. You know, so when you see this going on, it is a little bit, you know, well, how are you going to do it? And then I know that the incoming county senior manager has been told that training will be on the polo grounds field for next year. And all candidates were told this before they went for the job. Um, that only under exceptional circumstances will the main field be used. But that pitch while is you know it it it's it's an improvement on what we had, which was nothing. You couldn't play fifteen v fifteen safely on that pitch. You look at James Smith's injury and how it came about for Crush Law. That's the same, and probably it's a worse surface. But that was on a different pitch. Yeah, I know, but it, but yeah, Balanya would be a better surface than that than than new Polo Grounds pitch. So I think I think it's very you know. While it won't have an effect on the actual where did the senior team train in, in three, four months' time, whenever they're, they're fully back at it, what happened last weekend, it's still what it replicates what, or what, what it kind of demonstrates the priority that's within there at this moment in time. Mm. And I, think that, that it, I, th- I think it would bring goodwill to, to the county board, which should be returned. Um, it is good if you're a voluntary organisation who, who seeks out sponsorship and donations, as the GA is, it is good, I suppose, to return something to the local economy and so on. But they are all ancillary byproducts uh, uh, of this thing. They're they're not. They shouldn't really be a focus. And if you remember, the biggest controversy ever about other sports playing in the GA was back when when uh, Crow Park was opened up back in the day. And there there were two main um, there were two main selling points for that. One was like it would be a terror to see. Uh, the Irish national team having to go to we'll say the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff or something to play a big game yeah 
fair enough like it would look it would look bad so it was a neighbourly thing for the GA but the biggest one of all was that this was going to turn a massive amount of money and that and money was was the spoonful of medicine that had that, that bitter pill go down for a lot of GA stalwarts back then Cavan got a million quid out of it and built the 3G pitch all countries all over Ireland did there was no money this time and like money is not the be all and end all but you know it's a factor too well I, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll just double down two, two last points before we move on one you, you brought up the example of Horland. Why would it not be as, as beneficial to Cavan GEA to go and say to Limerick and Galway, would you come here and play an exhibition game in Kingspan Breffney for us in October, November, December, whenever? And you know we're trying to generate Horland interest here. Would, would that not bring uh, as many people or, or close to it? And even if it doesn't, the second point being, what was there, 6,000, 7,000 people at the thing at the weekend? The league attendances for home games from Division One to Division Two to Division Three to Division Four, you you go back up to Division One, you 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 snuff that out. That that six thousand is insignificant mm. compared to the drop in the attendances that we've experienced going from one to two to three to four. It, it it's minimal. So investing in the team and in in football a little bit more than investing in all of these lovely things that are very great you know an addition i think that that you know that that would generate revenue for local businesses more than just that exhibition game would have yeah it's a great it's a great point but like <clears throat> to make it clear i i think it was i think it was a good initiative but you, you, like you would like to think that the priority is elsewhere and i'm sure the priority is elsewhere but uh that's that's what remains to be seen because um, at the end of the day, like it's a it is a rival sport, mm-hmm. and I have to be, you have to be very careful not to sound like a like an absolute caveman here. But it is a rival sport, and you know, okay, neighbourliness and so on. You had you had people out didn't have a pitch, Kevin pursued it, but I wouldn't like to see it becoming a regular thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I have no I have no problem with the game being played there in general. I I I just think that in the environment that there are other things that, that that should be more important personally but Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Look, we'll keep on going. Uh, it's the Kiko Sports Team of the Week. Um, we're down to semi-finals in senior championship with the relegation playoffs and of course that Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship Shield final uh, where Muncher Connacht um, got the better of kill. Nominations in goals for the team of the week are Raymond Galligan from Lacken scored two points um, from goals, one from a 45, one an absolute worldly of a long range point. Um, James Farley from Kingscourt stars Ronan Bannon from Gauna and Liam Brady from Rammer United. On this occasion, we went for we went for Liam Brady from Rammer. Um, had a good game for Rammer. Or okay, they were defeated, but 
he certainly didn't lose anything in defeat in terms of his own reputation. Good performances from goalies over the weekend, but uh, Liam gets the nod. Yeah, two really good saves I thought that were, were, were very important in, in keeping the scoreline uh, in or keeping Rammer in, in contact with Kingscourt, I thought. Um, so well done, Liam. Uh, into the full-back line, we've got Cormac Brady, Owen Harton, Fionn Lovett, Porrick Faulkner, Darren Shields from Mullerhorn scored a point up from the full-back line, and Sean Clark from Muncher Connacht. The three we went for, though, Paul? The three we went for were Cormac Brady, who marked Brandon Boylan and, and, and uh, did a good job, Corbin Brandon. Porrick Faulkner, who scored two trademark points and was generally a driving force for, for Kingscourt, and Owen Harton, who's come back from that crucial injury now and he's starting to, like we talked about the under-20s, I'd say he was, mm. you look back on it, you would have loved to have him, Damien, if you're under-20s, he's a, he's a great bit of stuff. Yeah, so instrumental in that first goal for Gauna, um, and, and, and I thought overall had a very good game. Still hasn't got the outside of the left boot, or the outside of the right boot shot back, he loves a good outside of the right boot shot. But He went for one. He did go for one, and, and you're kind of, I, I think the, the, the uh, Gowna management weren't too happy with him for going for but I've seen him score them an awful lot of times so he's not quite up to top speed yet but to make the team of the week and you only a few weeks back into into your playing time shows the, the ability of this lad he's absolute class there so well done to the three boys um, in the half back line the nominations were Tiernan Madden from Gowna Ben Smith and Nathan Levi Valencia from um, Rammer United Killian Brady from Mullahorn, Ryan Coyle from Lacken and Stephen Shorden from Muncher Connacht along with Barry Tully and Oren Cunningham uh, from Kingscourt Stars who do we go for? Well the latter two you mentioned Damien <coughs> made the team Barry Tully from Kingscourt I thought he had a brilliant second half coming out dropping the shoulder um, turning defence into attack for Kingscourt Oren Cunningham I, I thought was Kingscourt's best player in the first half when they were under the cosh mm. bombing up the field on that stand side uh, they couldn't stop him and, and he got on the end of a goal and he has proven himself to be a good goal scorer uh, and Tiernan Madden as well who's excellent excellent for Garner um, got four f- points from freeze never stopped running linking the play was always a threat and just continued his, his very good form the other player that was instrumental in, in Conor Madden's goal as well I thought in fairness Tiernan Madden very very clever stuff from the, the county senior um, ok so into the middle of the field for the Kiko Sports team of the week the nominations were Keen O'Shea from Muncher Connacht Caelan O'Reilly from Mullahorn four points from the middle of the field or three points from the middle of the field um, in their win over Lacken Mark McGee from Rammer United, Conor Rehill from Crushalaw, Ryan Donoghue and Ryan Brady both from Gowna. And we went for? Went for a pair of Ryans in the middle of the field. Ryan Brady and Ryan Donoghue, you could not pass them. They were, they were brilliant. Ryan Brady, <coughs> just his strength and you know the, the quickest way to get somewhere is going a straight line and that's, what, <laughs> that's the way he runs with the ball. He just gets the ball and, yeah. he, and, and if you're in his way, you're probably going to get steamrolled and very good in the air as well. And Ryan Donoghue, what can you say? Uh, he was he was just magnificent. Three forty five, a point from play, countless uh, high catches in the middle of the field, countless times he broke the line. Uh, he just he had one of those brilliant days. Well done to the, to the two Ryan's. Um, okay, into the half forward line. Then the nominations are Keen Madden from Gowna, Harry Boylan from Crushalaw, John Oates uh, off the bench for Kingscourt Stars, Cormac O'Reilly from Mullahorn, and Donald Finnegan from Lacken. The three we picked. Three we picked were Key and Madden, uh, Cormac O'Reilly. I think the lads are good mates, so they'll be happy enough to be lined out beside each other on the team of the week. And Harry Boylan from Crushalaw, who who showed up well, um, young player into the Crushalaw team, showed up well and kept taking the fight to Garner. Uh, Key and Madden was brilliant again. Key and Madden is, is is now in the best 
handful of players in the county I think he's had a, he had a breakout year with Cavan this year um, mm. someone made the case strongly to me that he was Cavan's best player this year and it was hard to argue when you really looked at it um, he, he was very good he's very close to it anyway Cormac uh, had 8 points scored for, for Mullahorn 4 from play best player on the field um, and that was from consulting with Mullahorn and Lacken uh, yeah. people and then as I said Harry so yeah good half forward line there yeah. I, I thought Harry Boylan really as you said enhanced reputation uh, Key and Madden just briefly on him his cruising speed is, or his cruising performance is now an 8 out of 10 yeah. and when he's a really good game he's he's a 9 or a 10 but on his worst day he's still an 8 out of 10 well like I discovered Key and Madden with <laughs> <laughs> back in 2017 I remember we actually gave him an award in the Celt that year, yeah, at the at with the, the minors, yeah, with the minors, like he was unbelievable. Particularly, I remember the game against Galway and Carrick and Shannon. Oh. Just took the game by the scruff of the neck. Cavan had lost to us the final, and, and Keane that day he just was a one man army. Phrase I love to use, and uh, I, th- I think he found, found it difficult for a couple of years to find his feet at senior level. But he has really the last few years he's been class, and you know he's he he now is is that player that he looked like he might become. So it's a very exciting prospect for Clubman County. Yeah, absolutely. I still think there's more to come from, which is which is the exciting part. He's only 23, 24. Yeah, well, that that was six years ago, so he's 24, yeah. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Okay, into the full forward line then. The uh, nominations were Paddy Lynch from Crushalot, Jordan Morris from Kingscourt Stars, along with Shane Duffy from Kingscourt Stars, Killian Maguire from Rammer United, Cormac Galligan from Mullahorn, along with Tom Harton, who come off the bench from Mullahorn. Keen, or sorry, Connor Madden from Gauna and Endo Shea from Muncher Connacht. And we went with? We went with Jordy Morris from Kingscourt. Unbelievable second half. You have really key in that, <coughs> that big uh, swing in that match from Rammer to Kingscourt. Uh, and, you know, he, 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 he sells more dummies than Mother Care that fella. <laughs> he's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's, he's, he's a bundle of energy. I talked about him to Barry Riley at the press night last night and he was saying, like, He's just so so fast on his feet. He's always on the balls of his feet. He's cutting in and out. He's just a bundle of energy, and he's great to watch. Uh, Paddy Lynch, I felt if Crushaw had been able to get more ball to Paddy Lynch, he would have scored more because he mm. looked threatening every time he got it. He almost got one of the one of the goals of the season, um, and he scored a couple of forty fives. Finished with eight points to his name, uh, and then Endo Shea from from Munch Connacht, who was the best player on the field against Kill Shamrocks in the Junior Shield final, finished with six points, nailed two forty fives, scored a couple of good frees and, and a couple of play as well. So um yeah, good foot good foot forward line there. Absolutely. Um so folks just remember if you're looking for exceptional team or leisure wear for your sports club, society or business, then look no further than Kiko Sports with a wide range of a custom sorry, customizable apparel to keep your players, members and employees looking sharp. Kiko Sports has you covered. For further details, please contact info at kikosports.ie. That's C-I-C-O sports.ie or visit kikosports.ie. Just to go through the Kiko Sports team of the week, once again, Liam Brady from Ram United lines out in goals. It's Cormac Brady, uh, Porrick Faulkner and Owen Harton in the full back line two Gauna and one Kingscourt the half back line then is Tiernan Madden from Gauna Barry Tully from Kingscourt and Oren Cunningham from Kingscourt Stars in the middle of the field is two Gauna men Ryan Brady and Ryan Donoghue half forward line um, is Kean Madden at 10 Cormac O'Reilly from Mullahorn at 
11 and Harry Boylan from Crushlaw at 12 and then in the full forward line it's Jordan Morris from Kingscourt Stars at 13 Paddy Lynch from Crushlaw at 14 and Endo Shea from Munter Connacht at 15 so congratulations to all the lads um, on getting that uh, going to our DT1 menswear uh, top score of the week so as we mentioned a few weeks ago if it's uh, if it's level which it turns out it is this week it goes to who scored most from play and this actually then brought up a, a debate between us we can reveal that both Paddy Lynch and Cormac O'Reilly both finished with 8 points from play um, Paddy Lynch got tr- sorry both finished with 8 points Paddy Lynch got 3 from play 2 frees or 2 45s and 3 frees Cormac O'Reilly got 4 frees and 4 from play then the debate came well, is a 45 better than one from play? It's better than some from play. Yeah. Uh, I think next year we'll bring in a rule that a 45 or sideline ball counts as a point from play for the purposes of this because it's a little <laughs> bit harsh on Paddy. It is. He, he nailed two 45s in a high-pressure game. And, and that uh, has been held against him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cormac, Cormac gets the nod. Cormac gets the nod. So he can he can um, get into DT1 there for his, his championship look. Don't forget to check out their Facebook uh, account there DT1 menswear for the weekly videos of the tasty treats with David and the lads there um, also check out their Instagram page as well um, ok folks finally then we have the Cavan Crystal Hotel Player of the Week nominations for this uh, are Mullerhorns Cormac O'Reilly Ryan Brady sorry Ryan Dunhu from Gauna and Jordan Morris from Kings Court Stars, I'm just thinking I'd love to see the three of them with, in in Calvin jerseys. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, <laughs> why not? Listen, we got we got to get on to Jordy Morris. We need that man uh, into the Calvin panel. <sighs> the, the worst thing that happened was the meat started to go well. Yeah, like why did they do that? Yeah, well, it's always a bad thing. <laughs> it's particularly bad when they've got a Kings Court man playing there. But yeah, uh, yeah, our our player of the week is Ryan Donahue. I don't think it's going to be any surprise to anyone who watched the games the weekend. He he, he had. A really masterful performance in the middle of the field and he was so impressive uh, he's a man who seems to have put a lot of work into his game he is a big game player we mm-hmm. commanded the match in the county final last year I think he definitely yeah. got 1-2 in that game uh, and he, he, he showed up again for his team and he showed up he came up really big uh, you couldn't ask for any more from Ryan Donahue so well done to Ryan deserve him player of the week yeah standing display for him delighted for him because I know he puts in a massive amount of time and effort into his game and and, and and a deep thinker about it too he couldn't but be being Gary's son but um, yeah phenomenal performance by, by Ryan I think everybody seems to be raving about about his performance at the weekend so um, and again a young lad he's only 21 now maybe, maybe going 22 so still yeah. plenty in front of him so very exciting yeah very exciting indeed so uh, well done to to Ryan Dunhue I'll be in contact with you for your um, Cavan Crystal Hotel uh, voucher there so don't forget folks for your bed your banquet your swim and your gym um, call Cavan Crystal Hotel on 0494360600 or visit the website cavancrystalhotel.com you can also check them out on uh, all your social media channels as well but um, they're a great, great place to get out for a bit of lunch even. I love it on a sun or on a weekday, get out there for a bit of lunch and, and they have a, a great staff as well. Um, Michael and all the staff there look after you. So don't forget folks to check out our diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin where we have looked back over the 
senior semi-finals from the weekend gone by. We have your talking points. We've looked back over the Mullerhorn and lacking relegation playoff. And we will be looking ahead to all of the action this weekend in the McAvoy Super Value Virginia Intermediate Football Championship final. We'll hear from both the Ballyhays and the Den Camps as we preview that game. And in the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship final, we'll hear from the Arva and Knockbride Camps as we preview that game as well later on today. So that's all over on patreon.com forward slash we are Kevin. Paul, thanks a million for your time. Thanks, Demo. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good week.